0: We have women that tell us when they come to our Hearts at Home conferences, They, uh, I've gotten dozens of letters over the years that where they say, I was crying within the first three minutes huh. of the conference. Well, there's nothing to be crying about. Okay, At that point, we didn't do some, you know.
1: But they're feeling something. They're
0: feeling it. And what is it? They're feeling that they're not alone.
1: Huh. And they're connected.
0: Huh? And it's just powerful to be with uh, thousands of other women that understand your life,
2: that's Jill Savage describing how moms can encourage and support and help one another in simple ways that can have a profound impact. And you'll hear a lot more about the power of moms in community on today's Focus on the Family with Focus president and author Jim Daly. And I'm John Fuller. Hey John, right from the beginning, we've got to acknowledge that we're not women. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) And uh, we're going to talk about a woman's issue today that is so critical. And, um, you know, I think it's great when women can come together, helping each other be stronger, healthier, and happier in their roles as moms. I so appreciate that when I see Jean connect with somebody. And uh, I think it helps stabilize her in so many great ways. Unfortunately, um, we know not all women experience that kind of community. And for many motherhood feels like one of the loneliest jobs on this planet, especially for young moms who live far away from
2: family who aren't there to help her and to just be there for her. We've got some great guests here, and uh, I mentioned Jill Savage. She's a well-known author and speaker on parenting issues and relationships, and she's been with us many, many times. And uh, She's the founder and CEO of a ministry called Hearts at Home, which serves more than 10,000 moms every year. And then we also have the eldest daughter of Jill and her husband, uh, Anne McLean. Anne is a mommy blogger in her own right and a pastor's wife and has two young children of her own. And I'd only add an author as well. Jill and (laughs) Anne, welcome to Focus.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here.
2: You've
1: written this book better together because we're not meant to mom alone. I love that. I mean, it's a great play on words. Mm -hmm. Why is connectivity so important for women?
0: Well, I think that um, we naturally are relational. Um, We've got that nurturing side to us, and we've got that relational side. And so uh, we really kind of crave it deep down. And I think that um, most women also long to know that they're not alone. Um, In fact, uh, one of the things that we talk about in the book is that um, there are the four most powerful words for a mom is, you are not alone. And so I think that that's what drives us to know that we're not alone, that what we're experiencing is normal. I think that's very powerful. And we have women that tell us when they come to our Hearts at Home conferences, they, uh, I've gotten dozens of letters over the years that, where they say, I was crying within the first three minutes huh. of the conference. Well, there's nothing to be crying about. Okay. At that point, we didn't do some, you know.
1: But they're feeling something. They're feeling it. And what is it?
0: They're feeling that they're not alone.
1: Huh. And they're connected.
0: Uh-huh. And it's just powerful to be with uh, thousands of other women that understand your life.
1: Yeah. And you're the young mom. You have Mm -hmm. kids three and five. Um, Yes. When you look at technology, does that provide the sustenance for togetherness when you're Facebooking and doing all the things on your phone?
3: Well, I think it can provide a little bit of not feeling like you're alone in that moment. But I also think that it has the ability for us to compare to one another, and I huh. think that is give me an example negative. of what that looks like. Well, if uh, let's say I'm having a really rough day with my uh, daughter, and she's she's pretty stubborn and precocious as a firstborn child, and um, you know we get to nap time, and I'm just barely hanging on, and I jump on Facebook, and I see a friend post on Facebook that. They've done crafts together all morning, and I see the highlight reels that she's posting, and I start comparing that to my behind-the-scenes uh. Uh, reels, and that can be a dangerous place.
1: Well, what does that make you feel as a mom, that you're not adequate, you're not measuring that up? I'm not or? measuring
3: up, yes, uh. exactly, that it, it can make me feel like I'm not... Uh, doing what I'm supposed to do as a mom or I'm not being the mom that I'm supposed to be. When
1: you when you talk about that, I totally understand that, um, but the mom who is posting that I'm sure is not doing it with the intention no, to be above everybody. She's just kind of sharing her day with her. Um, exactly. The question is, does that same mom share the down days?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, and I think that's one <laughs> thing that we've really um, come around is that uh, it's important that we um, share the real life stuff that's happening. Because those are the opportunities that we can um, have to build bridges and not walls. Right. Because that's one of the things that we talk about is that when we only share our successes, we build walls.
0: But when we also share our failures, we build bridges.
1: That's true of our Christian walk in the culture. It is. I mean, what you just said applies to everybody. It does. If we're only sharing our successes, look at us. We don't do this thing that others do. It builds walls, It and does. that's true for mommyhood as well. Right.
2: So, how, how do you use social media, blogging, you know, the outward sort of relationship tools to bring that level of candidness into uh, into potential relationships?
0: Well, I think you have to be willing to be vulnerable, um, and of course, there's you know, there's always the fine line between your vulnerability, and then outing another family member so you have to be somewhat careful with that but um, I'll give an example and maybe Annie can add to this but she uh, just recently did a blog post on her blog um, that where she talked about uh, what they had thought their family size would look like and her her and her husband's realization that it wasn't gonna look the way that her dream had looked and um, Uh. maybe coming to coming to grips with um, a dream that won't come to fruition. And boy, it got a lot of traction mm-hmm. with women going, oh my goodness, that's me. I, you know, My husband and I thought our life would look this way, but now it looks this way and I've had to grieve the loss of a dream. So mm. she was shared very openly mm. about that.
3: Yeah, and I think it gave a lot of people the opportunity, like when I'm um, open and candid about our journey, it gives other moms the opportunity to say, me too, I'm not alone in this journey. That's part of my story as well, and and kind of give that deep breath of like, okay, I'm not alone.
1: Yeah. You know, Jill, watching Gene, and uh, you know, our kids are now, we have two teens, and we do foster respite and do other foster work, so we, we do have usually young children in the home as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that busyness factor. I mean Mm -hmm. one of the things I think that weighs on Jean is she'd love to do the arts and crafts and do all those things, but when you look at the end of the day, I mean the laundry had to get done, she had four errands to run and shopping and you know even for the woman who works outside the home she still has a lot of those same responsibilities Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. though the husband may share in some of those. So it looks like the day is just too busy to connect with other people. How do I find time in my schedule to connect with somebody uh, that i'd like to get to know Mm -hmm. because there's no time to have coffee chit chat i don't see it
3: i think that's you have to start thinking about those things that you already are doing that she's already doing or that your friends are already doing and start doing them together Mm -hmm. as a group yeah one of the things uh when my kids were little i had a friend and um
0: we we were laundry partners and so every Tuesday and every Thursday, now we were stay-at-home moms, so uh, we would have, I'd go to her house on Tuesday, and we'd do laundry all day, and we'd just sit and talk and fold her laundry all day, uh-huh. and um, feed the kids in the midst of there, sometimes make cookies. Uh, so we were doing things we were already going to be doing, but instead of doing them isolated, we chose to do them together. Yeah. Uh, let
1: me ask you this. A lot of women today, I think, struggle, but I need to ask you, because you're living it. Um, in their marriage with their husband, they're needing perhaps more from their husband than husbands can deliver. Back to expectations, Jill, that you mentioned a moment ago. Husbands don't tend to make very good girlfriends. <laughs> Not at all. Um, how, how do we illuminate that and identify that and encourage women that community with other women is where they're going to find that need being met? You, don't change your husband into your best girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think we have to be uh, really understanding that gender, the gender differences uh, are really going to, you're going to sense the difference. I need my husband. Um, I well, need he can him be a good to, friend. Uh, absolutely. But it's not the same as... Um, uh, painting pottery together or um, even shopping. Although, in my case, honestly, my husband likes to shop better than I do. I kind of like to shop too. I like
1: grocery shopping. Do you? I think it's the get it, bag it, see how fast you can get out competition. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's true. I do. I like Stop getting in there. Okay, you get the milk, you get the eggs. On one, ready, go. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But it, 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 we do, I think, as couples today, it's probably one of the great pains in marriages and it works both directions the husbands can rely on wives for things that Mm -hmm. really their guide buddies might provide but but it's a good reminder for women uh, to not expect too much Mm -mm. in this area from their husbands i think husbands are getting better at it Mm -hmm. but it's
2: not natural we have to be trained
0: and a husband needs male friends and a wife needs female friends
2: and how does that work for you ann I mean, do you you have a chance to get away and have that community because your husband, you've talked about it and you recognize this? Yeah.
3: Um, One of the places that I found that is through a Mops uh, group that I joined. Uh, That's one place that naturally I found some other mom friends. And um, it took me three years to find my friends there. I, I, That's a bit shocking, lot... Ann. Yeah. Three years
1: at Mops to find a good friend. Uh, find
3: evening. a good friend. And I attended for um, that time and, and still gleaned a lot of great things. What was happening? Other...
1: What was taking so long in your assessment?
3: Well, I think it took some time to get to the right group of friends. Hmm. However, I also think my attitude changed as well I think I approached it we talk about in the book that um, you need to be a there you are person instead of a here I am person there's two types of people one that walks into a room and says oh there you are you look interesting I want to get to know you and there's one that walks into a room and says here I am make me feel comfortable and um, so I think I was approaching MOPS as a "here I am" person. And
1: MOPS um, is mothers of preschoolers. Mo- mothers
3: of preschoolers. And so I walked in f- hoping somebody would make me feel better as a mom. And wow, that's and, interesting. And so then I had to walk in saying uh, with a different attitude of um, getting to know other people and putting myself out there.
1: Well, and again, that can f- seem fatiguing when you're already tired. To think, okay, I have to come out of my skin
3: and engage
1: somebody else.
3: And I'm an introvert by nature, so even double, yes, exactly.
1: Well, no, that's good, though. It's good to think of that. I mean, all of us, again, these are great principles that apply to each one of us as Mm -hmm. Christians. How do we come out of ourselves in order to get to know others. And that's what Jesus did all the time, isn't it?
0: He did. He was very much a there you are person.
1: Very much so. Uh, you explain how having uh, those mommy friends can increase your emotional and physical health. You mentioned that in the book. <laughs> (laughs) I mean, we're finding a lot of spiritual truth is actually beneficial to emotional and physical health. Right. The sciences are proving that. What did you see when you looked at this connection?
0: Well, um, it was really interesting because uh, there was actually a a study done um, where it identified that um, women who had um, friends actually lived longer. Um, Not only that, that women, when they... Uh, tend to be in a crisis Uh, they actually their bodies release oxytocin which is a hormone that causes them to tend and befriend and so in the midst of um, of real life messy real life we as women tend to be drawn to one another to tend a, a
1: bonding and, kind
0: it, of it is it is um so we we really need that um you know physically uh and then emotionally just knowing that you're not alone is huge uh just knowing that uh, people care about you that they um are thinking of you uh, that's really important to us as women who are uh, very connected and um and and tend to be emotional beings
1: huh. Hey, you uh, use some acronyms in the book. I thought I was pretty good because I knew <laughs> I knew BFF, yeah, yeah you're best be friends it. forever. I'm I'm tech savvy. Yeah, here. I'm your BFF, but <laughs> well, I don't know. But then uh, you use MBF and TBF and GGF. Uh, let's go through those and kind of unpack
4: those.
0: Right. Well, we uh, we really wanted to help women to think about. You know, we all want a BFF, but you can't uh, just jump into a BFF relationship. It's best going to go through. Right. Best friends forever. And it's so you're going to have to take some steps and towards uh, actually initiating friendships. So MBF is a might be friends. <laughs> Might be friends. So that's a big bucket. Hopefully, it, it is. It's a big bucket. You're just kind of looking for someone that maybe, oh, maybe you're curious about, or, um, you know, oh, that person looks like an interesting person to get to know, and so, um, that's gonna, that's kind of your fishing pond, uh. um, and then uh, once you identify uh, someone that maybe you would like to reach out to, and you'd like to step in and take a step towards friendship, uh, you move into what we call TBF which is trying to be friends. Uh, And that usually means you're getting to know each other. Maybe you go for coffee. Um, Maybe you just intentionally have conversations in the lobby at church. Um, You know, those kind of things. Maybe you asked to do some play dates. Uh, Those, You know, probably – Maybe five to seven times you're going to do a TBF before somebody becomes a GGF, which is a good girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now in the midst of that, you though tired you may... yet, <laughs> <laughs> But in the midst of that, you may decide that it's not a good fit. <laughs> It's not a good fit. And, you know, maybe you thought you had more in common and it's not. And that's okay as well. Just helping women to know that it's okay that you, you know, put your toe in the water and you you try. Because sometimes we label that as women. We label it as rejection or failure. And what we want women to know is uh, forging friendships is a very fluid process.
1: You know, what's interesting, and, and you alluded to this a moment ago, your introversion. Jean, my wife, is more introverted. And one of the things I've noticed is, as an extrovert, I, I don't think about this because it's almost, I think, the opposite. How can I build some walls <laughs> because <laughs> I've got too much friend activity? You know? <laughs> Everybody's a friend. And... Uh, and I'm just curious from the opposite direction. And I know even I have family members who have more struggles developing friendships. And they really apply a lot of emotional energy, as I've observed them, to how do I fish in these ponds? How do I create these acronyms? Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, in my spot, it is fatigue. I go, man, you're putting way too much effort. And it's mm-hmm. probably a bit short-sighted on my part to kind of undercut that emotional dilemma that they feel but speak to that woman particularly who feels maybe she lacks the skill set but she lays in bed at night thinking how do I get a good friend I'm Mm -hmm. longing for that good friend but Mm -hmm. I, I can't do it I'm not finding it you went through that for three years right did you come to your wit's end and how did you manage it
3: Well, I think you just have to keep putting yourself out there, and that can be a very hard process.
1: What about when those girlfriends don't respond, and then you start thinking, what's wrong with me?
3: Right. The temptation would be to see yourself as a failure or to see yourself as um, one who isn't able to make friends, but that's, that's not the truth, and I think you have to remind yourself of God's truth in that. Um, We aren't meant to um, be alone and he hasn't created us to be alone. We're meant to be in community and to continue to pursue that. And just because one friendship doesn't work out doesn't mean that uh, you should stop pursuing friendship or relationship. Mm. And you know what I would add to that, too, is um,
0: you have to know yourself. One of the things we talk about in the book, in fact, uh, we offer in the back of the book, is um, we call it your mothering personality inventory. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And we really tie in personality into personality traits and how they affect your friendships. So both Anna and I are actually introverts. And um, my husband is an extrovert. And many, many years ago, um, as we were navigating some of our early conflicts in our marriage.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, does he drive you crazy?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) And I drive him crazy, so it works
1: both ways. Isn't that fun how Uh, God does that? He's laughing half the time. Because
0: he's sharpening us through that marriage. But um, he used to be somewhat critical because I would only have two or three good friends. Hmm. And he thought there was something wrong with me because um, he has lots of friends. It's
1: about volume. Yes. <laughs> I've got a number of those yes. people. Yes. <laughs> and so one
0: of the things that I learned, um, in fact, he and I were just listening to some podcast years ago, and uh, and they were talking about um, introvert, extrovert. And one of the things that they said is an introvert will have a, just a few deep relationships, where an extrovert will have many. And I remember looking at him and saying, see, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> but we have to know that we'll look at other women, and we'll look at maybe an extrovert woman, and she's got lots of friends, and we will feel like we don't measure up to her. Huh. And what we want women to do is to be true to themselves. Right. And so we help them to understand um, how those differences, uh, their personality differences, are going to affect the personalities of, with other women around them.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: I think it's really important, and uh, we actually had a uh, a launch team that read the book with us before the book actually came out, and and began to help us um, as pre readers. And that Mothering Personality Inventory was huge for them. Yeah. They all of them were going, "Oh my goodness! Now I understand why this friend drives me crazy, <laughs> and now I understand why um, you know I get frustrated here. I need to learn to let me be me and her be her." Yeah. And so, really it's helping them to have realistic expectations of themselves, but also helping them to embrace those differences in friendships and instead of uh, feeling like they're not measuring up. Well, that
1: sounds like uh, the best reason to get the book. I mean, that's that inventory sounds very helpful. You also mentioned Better Together Commitment, a Better Together Commitment. (laughs) I like that. Um, What is that? And can you give us some highlights?
0: Well, what we do is we just take the principles from Better Together. Um, We take some of the principles, for instance, um, you can't move forward without being forward. Huh, you Have to step okay. out there, and you have to put yourself out there. Um, I, I commit to keep the circle broken. That's another thing we talk about. Um, my That's friend, an,
2: there, there's a famous song and phrase about keeping the circle unbroken. unbroken.
0: Um, but my friend Sarah Horn uh, actually wrote a great blog post, and uh, she allowed me to share that in the book about the importance of keeping the circle broken. And what really what that is is um, recognizing that as women, we tend to be very clickish. Uh, we get in our comfortable really? circle. <laughs> I know that surprises just, you, <laughs> but we get in our comfortable circle, and then it's hard for somebody to break in. Right. And um, and so the call is to keep that circle broken. And so in the Better Together commitment, we say, "I will commit uh, to being forward, so that I can move my friendships forward. I will commit to keeping the circle broken, so that I can include other women instead of exclude them."
1: Uh, hey, Jill, you talked. About- about just looking at a woman at a Walmart and the way it impacted her. Tell that story. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a beautiful story.
0: Yeah, I, there, that happened several years ago, and I will never forget it because I just remember the look on her face. But I was at Walmart doing my shopping, and my kids were older. They were all in school, so I, was, I happened to be able to go during the day. And um, I turned a corner, and here was this woman just battling her small children. Uh. And you could just see she was exhausted. And uh, as I turned the corner. I I just smiled at her. That's all I did. Just one of those, hang in there, girlfriend. Yeah. You'll get through this. And just smile. I didn't know her. Yeah. Um, and as far as I knew, she didn't know me. Uh, but uh, I actually got a letter about um, uh, probably three weeks later. And um, she did know me. She'd been to one of our Hearts at Home conferences. Oh, and she uh, wrote me and she said, you probably don't remember this but you passed me in the men's underwear section at Walmart <laughs> and right. i was battling my children and as you came around the corner you you caught my eye and you smiled at me and she said that smile suddenly caused me to have the encouragement and the strength of two moms like i Uh, knew i i was going to be okay she said your smile was just enough to uh, let me know that i was going to be okay and i was doing well and uh, you gave me energy to get through and get home and get my kids into uh, a nap you're saying
1: something so critically important there and i've observed that with jean that um, the power of encouragement or discouragement really weighs on the heart of a woman in a unique way because you are so gifted at looking at yourself first unlike Mm men we tend to look out there and say what's that guy's problem women have an incredible knack to look at the log in their eye first Mm -hmm. you know where have i failed where have i let somebody down it's just part of that nurture psychology I think Mm -hmm. and uh, you know for a woman to feel encouraged is a woman who is empowered Mm -hmm. and feels good about. and that's exactly what
0: she was saying is she felt empowered and and so we talk about the importance of smiling uh, giving women a high five with your eyes Yes. I mean, sometimes you may not even know them, but you you can just um, give them a smile. And we we tend to judge each other quickly. And so we really give a call to women to encourage one another.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Authors of the book, Better Together, Because We're Not Meant to Mom Alone. And uh,
2: it has been terrific to have Jill and
1: Ann with us here, Focus on the Family. Thanks for being here.
3: Thank
0: you. Thank you.
2: And thanks for making friendship so practical and fun. I'm sure there have been a lot of moms encouraged by what you two have shared today. Our program was provided by Focus on the Family and on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team. Thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller.
4: When we only share our successes, we build walls. When we also share our failures, we build walls bridges. That was a profound statement from Jill Savage and it rung so true for me. I felt myself viewing what others are sharing on social media and feeling as though I'm not quite measuring up and that is a trap that I think too many moms are falling into but I love that these two incredible women have recognized that and are creating a space for moms to connect and to realize that they are not alone. I think that Jill and Anne's book, Better Together, is a powerful tool in the hands of any woman. It shows you how you can combat isolation and enjoy a supportive mothering community. Increase your social confidence and stop the comparison game. Deepen your friendships as you share life with others. Strengthen trust and build friendships without fear as well as increase your joy and thrive as a mom. If you think this book is for you or ideal for a friend, you can order your copy when you call us on 031-716-3300 or when you visit our website at safamily.co.za. And if you are stopping by the website, you'll notice that we have a tour of parenting events coming up with Rob Parsons and Catherine Hill. We'll be in Cape Town, Durban, and Pretoria from the 23rd of Feb to the 3rd of March with what every parent has to know, bringing up kids in a changing world. Please book your space. We would love to see you there. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Alison Schnell for Focus on the Family Africa. I hope that you can join us again next time when we'll once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.